It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Did the Dallas Cowboys make the right pick at number four in the 2016 NFL Draft? We are recapping the Cowboys 2016 class right now on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, we are in the absolute middle of the dead zone uh, when it comes to football news. But how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, I like taking this opportunity to kind of, you know, we constantly talk about how uh, it, it feels like it's it's not a great time to try to go over uh, and go back and look over the draft class. Give it more time. Give it more time. Uh, we are actually going to take a look at some classes that I think it, it, have had the time to uh, to uh, to kind of go through the, the evaluation process and kind of look back and see what kind of effect that draft class is having on the team ter- currently today and, and, and how we feel going back a couple of years looking back at those draft classes. So I, I'm excited to kind of take this opportunity to, to, to look back a little bit instead of trying to constantly look forward and see exactly what's yeah. going on ahead. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the 2016 draft today. And <laughs> this is a, a really wild draft for a lot of different reasons. Um can we can we start with kind of the elephant in the room with Dak Prescott in the fourth round? I know when we do these drafts, we're going to work you know from first round down, mm. but I <laughs> I'm going to complain about a couple of picks. I'm just I'm just going to warn you, we're going to complain, but I want to preface that by saying it doesn't really matter that they might have messed up the first couple of picks because you hit on Dak Prescott in the fourth round. No, and actually, you know, I was going to say like. I was thinking a lot about this tr- this class, and um, if you had to sum up this class in total with one word, I would say it, the word is consequential. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, because no matter how you feel about almost, almost every single person on this, in this draft class, th- their selection was consequential in some form or fashion to the Dallas Cowboys in, in, in a pretty significant way, almost, almost all the way down through the six rounders, you know? So, oh, yeah. um, I, 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 so I think you're right in the sense that, you know, there is, there is, literally no argument to make on whether the 26 in my opinion there's literally no argument to make whether the 2016 class was good it, it, by the fact that you drafted Dak Prescott it was good like there's, uh, there's not only yeah I, Dak could have been your only pick in this draft and it would have been a great draft class right yep. And, yep. and that's I mean okay he would have been a great draft class if you drafted him at number one right if that was the only yep. player that you got in the draft but when yep. you get him in the fourth round it's a it's a monster steal um so I mean we don't we don't have to go through the Dak part of this too much because we spend a lot of time on him, but Dak just provides such a floor for this class. Like it's like, so I guess the, I guess the point that we're making here is we're about to have an argument about several of these guys at different points of the value of taking their pick, taking them when they got taken. But I think we could both agree that there is no argument that either of us are going to make that is going to diminish how valuable this draft class was simply because Dak Prescott was taken in the fourth round. Absolutely. So, All right. Let's let's start at number four. <laughs> okay. So the Cowboys in this draft, obviously, they take Ezekiel Elliott. But going into the draft process, I remember yeah. spending a lot of time watching the the quarterbacks in this class, watching Carson Wentz, watching Ger- Jared Goff, thinking, "Hey, there's a good chance that one of these guys falls to the Cowboys." And then I think it was late March, early April, the Eagles traded up, and that's when we kind of knew, right, that the quarterbacks weren't going to be available. But kind of going back in time. To, to that late March, who did or late April, who did you want the Cowboys to draft at number four? I, I mean, I think I think it was I was pretty evenly split on on Ramsey and, and Elliot at the time. I mean, I think you know if it depends on what we're talking about. I, at different points early in the process, when uh, you know we we started kind of going through it. I remember being pretty high on Carson Wentz and and, mm-hmm. and feeling good about Carson Wentz uh, for what he was. I don't know that I ever. I don't think I ever got to the point where I liked him at at four. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I, think I, I was middling on him. It was like okay, it's fine. I because I actually remember the the processes or the process was when he was at the Senior Bowl. Like we were thinking about him as maybe an option at yeah. 34. Like maybe yeah. the Cowboys trade up from the second round to go get, get him. When he started becoming an option at four, that's when it got a little out of hand. Yeah, and that's that's what I remember as well. And then at a certain point, it became pretty clear that the pick was going to be someone someone between Ramsey and Elliott. And I and for me, I I think I had gotten to a spot where I had seen value. Uh, in both a lot of value in both and, and we we also need to remember kind of again my my big thing with context where the cowboys were at this point mm-hmm. they, you know they they very much were in give romo everything we, he needs to succeed mode uh you know they had a situation where their defense was uh was not was not what they needed it to be um but but they also felt like they had an offense that was like right on the cusp of being very very good because they felt extremely confident about where romo a healthy romo would take them right um so i i think that very much played into the the idea of of the the ezekiel elliott pick uh ultimately being the choice there 
Um, and I, I think that, you know, if anything, maybe the Cowboys can take away from this situation is that, you know, trying to like load up or draft to kind of uh, draft for your immediate need instead of drafting long-term in the top, you know, especially in the top 10, um, you know, can have consequences. I don't think that it was as dire as, as, as lots of people are going to make it out to be. I, I, I think for me, you know, looking back at the sins of Ezekiel Elliott in, in the Cowboys, if you're ranking them, like to me, the, the bigger sin was the contract and not, mm. and not the draft pick, you know? And I think that you could look back into the situation with, you know, where Zeke was taken and, and, and where the Cowboys were when Zeke was taken. And I think you can, you know, you can, you can, at least you could try to convince yourself in, in a situa- thinking situation that there is a reason behind doing that. Uh, and that the, the Cowboys were trying to load up for a quarterback that they believed in, and and look, it's sometimes you know some some of us talk out of, out of both sides of our mouth because they you know they, there was like there's a, there's a, a a lot of the same people that are arguing that the Cowboys didn't do enough for uh, uh, Roma when he was here, and then at the same time arguing that the Cowboys you know shouldn't have taken a luxury pick like like Zeke at four. I, I think that they were doing what they could to try to help Romo as best they could. I certainly can get behind, and I think there is reasoning behind the argument that having a solid running back can help both your offense and the defense in ways mm-hmm. that are helpful. I just think that, generally speaking, I'm hoping that the Cowboys go back to this situation and look and see and say that you know that, that they can't just draft for the immediate, especially when you're drafting in the top ten. Like it's yes. it's it's just not part of long term planning. And honestly, I don't know that the Cowboys would do that now, especially with the way that they uh revere their draft picks. You know, I, I think the Rams Ramsey likely should have been the pick at this point now simply because if you're looking at long term planning and, and team building, it makes more sense to draft a cornerback. Now, would that cornerback still even be on our, this team? Who knows? But uh, I, I think it's as far as team building exercises go, uh, you know, the Cowboys talked themselves out of the standard boilerplate of taking a, a, a cornerback, defensive end, quarterback, offensive tackle yes. in the top five when they're available. Uh, yeah, just by the way, uh, my first ever podcast appearance um, ever was uh, <laughs> doing a podcast about should the Cowboys draft Zeke at number four with uh, you and Rabble over there at the Blinding right. the Boys. That was a while ago. Uh, but let's kind of go back to where where the Cowboys were at going into the draft. So we knew the first two picks were going to be Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. And then they got a little wonky. Number three was the Chargers, and that's who they took Joey Bosa. They weren't Bosa at all during the draft process. In fact, the player that they were linked to the most was Jalen Ramsey, and if it wasn't Ramsey, it was Laramie Tunsil. And that's actually the guy that I wanted a lot at number four for the Cowboys because I thought, hey, you draft Tunsil, you play him at right tackle. Eventually, he can play left tackle when Tyron Smith uh, goes down or when he retires. But then we got the the bong video right before the draft and it just made everything crazy. So the Chargers take Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah. And then it comes down to Ramsey or Zeke for the Cowboys. There was some whispers. I remember Peter King wrote an article after the draft that the Cowboys also liked Leonard Floyd a lot, who went a couple picks later. And that was somebody that they were really, really considering taking if they could trade down two spots or so. I believe they even got a trade offer from the Ravens 
who draft, were drafting, I believe. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. Yeah, the Ravens were drafting out six. They wanted to jump up and draft Ramsey, uh, and the Cowboys would have slid down and drafted Leonard Floyd. That obviously didn't happen. Um, but yeah, that that top five, top six of that draft was wild, man. It was a it was a crazy uh, uh, talented draft at the top. You know, lots of of very 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 good players. Uh, so yeah, I mean, again, I think we've we've all looked at this from so many different angles over so many different years. It's like, and 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 you know, Zeke's still with the team, so it's still kind of an ongoing thing. But uh, I I think you know there are many different ways to dissect that pick and the the value of yeah. it. And I think it I think it it definitely requires a lot of context and understanding where the Cowboys were at the time with hindsight being 2020, who yeah. would you have wanted the Cowboys to draft there? Obviously Jalen Ramsey has been a three time all pro cornerback. Ronnie Stanley has been an all pro tackle. Uh, Larry Tunsil has been a pro bowl tackle DeForest Buckner has been a dominant defensive lineman. Jack Conklin went eight. He's been a two time all pro player. Who would, who would you have liked to see the Cowboys draft? I mean, I, I guess the answer is Ramsey, um, because I mean he's he. I mean, I think of that list, Ramsey's the most talented player. Uh, the question becomes like, you know, what's the reality of have, adding that to your locker room, and 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 you know, not that he's a malcontent or anything, but he did you know, basically, will himself off of his, his the team that drafted yeah. him when he didn't like what was going on. And you know who needs to know if that didn't wouldn't happen in Dallas for whatever reason as well. So uh, I, I think the answer is probably Ramsey, but we don't. I, I get think the it's Ramsey too. But look at the hindsight, right? We, that's the thing is the problem. We don't get we get we get the hindsight of what Zeke was like, but we don't get the hindsight on what anybody else yeah. in our situation is like. I'll be honest. So there, there's still part of me that thinks that you would have been right, and that Ramsey might just not have loved Dallas. But he also wanted to be there. Maybe he would have been different if he's on a winning team early in his career. But, man, I really wonder what DeForest Buckner would have looked like on the Cowboys. Because if you remember the 2016 sure. season, yeah. it was their defensive line was Tyrone Crawford playing all over, Terrell McClain, Malik Connor. Like, it, it was at the 16 and 2018 where the defensive line just you were playing an old Tyrone Craft, Crawford. You were like to play multiple positions. You do wonder what the the defense would have looked like. I mean, you don't have to wonder that much. Just think about what healthy and active David Irving was like. You know, I mean, and he was on the Cowboys roster for a while. I mean, that's kind of the game that DeForest. I know that makes me sick, kind of, to think about it like that. Yeah. So I I, I certainly understand it. Like, and I certainly think that Buckner you know, is, is someone that should definitely have been in that conversation. I will add in though. I think part of the, th- the problems that we had with Buckner and honestly with Ramsey, if you remember at the, at the time was, I think everyone understood that these were very talented players that were going to succeed in the NFL. I don't know that everyone knew exactly where they were going to play in the NFL at the time though. There well, was a lot we, of talk about playing Ramsey that, like, the, in all, a lot of different spots, you know? So that was part, a lot of questions on whether Ramsey was truly a corner. <laughs> you're right and there was questions so, about I mean, if, was. yeah if, if DeForest Buckner is a defensive tackle is he a defensive end is he a 3-4 guy I mean I love Rod Marinelli but Mar- Rod Marinelli wasn't always the best of adapting his scheme to unique players right now if Dan Quinn's the defensive coordinator here at the same time 
I, I'm probably we're all in on Ramsey and Buckner because those are two guys that you were a hundred percent confident he could figure it out. But um, yeah, so there you go. There's a there's Ezekiel. I want to talk about the the second round pick because I actually find the second round pick more fascinating uh, than the the number four pick. But before we do that. I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including uh, we've got NBA basketball futures, NFL futures, Major League Baseball, and of course, UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys' second third round picks. Um, <laughs> pick 34. Going into that, that night, we heard, or going kind of end of the first round, we heard that the Cowboys tried to trade up for Paxton Lynch. That didn't happen, thank goodness. Uh, we also heard that they were trying to trade up for Emmanuel Ogba, which is interesting considering Ogba's basically been a bust outside of the last two years with the uh, with the Dolphins, where he's finally starting to do a good pass rusher. But the Cowboys got wiped out a little bit here in the second round. They just took the highest player that was on their board, even though they had a medical problem in uh, Jalen Smith. So what were your thoughts on that move uh, now that we have a little bit of hindsight? So I actually view the Jalen situation opposite is how I view Ezekiel Elliott. I think the, the problem was drafting Jalen Smith, at, especially in the second round. Um, and I don't, the, the issue is not necessarily giving him the contract because I think the contract was you saw a guy who came all the way back from that medical issue and then had some mm-hmm. very good, very high-end linebacker play. Yeah, his 2018 I, I, season was really good. I think if you got at the end of the 2018 season and we're going to be told, hey, the end of this story with Jalen Smith is that that one year you saw was all there was. He basically fell completely off a cliff after that and was essentially out of the league two to three years after this. I would have been shocked. I mean, honestly, yeah. because I I think we saw him overcome so much to get where he was to 2018 that uh, it, you felt like, he had done the hard part. Right. And that it was that the story was, was it was all in front of him at that point. Um, but at the time when they drafted him, you know, look, Jalen Smith, I, I mean, just to remind everyone, you know, previous to the draft and previous to draft season and previous to the college football season that year, Jalen Smith was a top five pick. Like Jalen Smith was considered yes. to be, you know, a generational linebacker. I mean, I mean he was Micah Parsons before Micah Parsons. Really? He truly absolutely. Was. He really, really was. And, and so, uh, you know, there was he was a surefire top top five top ten pick. The injury that happened was uh, devastating. Obviously, the, you know the, the nerve it, injuries that he suffered in his knee. Um, and so w- when the pick came in, all of us were shocked because none of us were 
I think I think you know there was there was talk about him being drafted, but but I, I think that you know the idea was the kind of typical fourth round you know take a flyer on an injured guy the medical of, round right so the medical round right. Uh, so when when the pick came down, I think part of us I think I my initial thought was I was excited be, simply because my thought process was, look. Jalen Smith's knee was done by the Cowboys coaching staff. Coach uh, the Cowboys coaching mm-hmm. staff. I hope it was done by the Cowboys coaching staff. Done by the Cowboys medical team. They clearly have some kind of inside knowledge there, and that made me excited for the fact that maybe the Cowboys somehow were able to kind of get something over somebody else with its superior knowledge. Right. The fact of the matter is, it took him two years to get onto the field. When he got onto the field, especially once things looked right, he looked incredible. He looked really incredible and then you know it was almost if if i had to describe what happened i would say that the amount of will and physical toll that it took for him to come back from the injury and and even play a shadow of what he used to be uh at a high level in the nfl for any amount of time is still one of the most impressive things i think i've ever seen on an NFL field, but it wasn't sustainable. Unfortunately, his yeah. body couldn't keep up with that. And, and eventually, you know, it, he just, his leg was not, he was still having to drag his leg. It took superhuman effort to kind of get his foot and his leg to a point where it could keep up with the rest of his body. And I don't think that he was able to maintain that level of kind of constant recovery yeah. in order to, play at, at a well, minimum level in the NFL. I mean, this is, this is just a fact of it, too, is he played the 2018 season with his drop foot brace on, and then once he made the Pro Bowl, he felt like he didn't need it anymore, and he refused to wear it. And you saw a pretty drastic decline in athleticism from him, um, and he just refused to, to wear it because he basically he thinks he's over it. It's like a mental block thing, right? It's, it's, I don't need it anymore. I've overcome it, um, and it's hurt. Uh, a couple of things about that pick, though. Um, do you remember who you were kind of hoping for at the time? Because there, there's a couple names that were there uh, that I was interested in for a couple of different reasons. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple of them. Uh, Noah Spence, just because yes. listen, I, I don't mind saying this. The guys at uh, DallasCowboys.com pushed it so hard on us that this is an elite pass rusher. And this guy was better than Joey Bosa. And if the Cowboys were so lucky to draft him in the second round, he would be a good one. Good player. Do you know what he sacks Noah Spence has over the last five years? <sighs> Less than five. <laughs> One. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. just, I mean, just never, ever worked out for him. Uh, I, I was, I was a big Michael Thomas fan. I know the Cowboys were, but not where he got drafted in the second round. I know a lot of people like Reggie Raglan quite a bit. Um, once the Cowboys drafted Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry obviously wasn't a consideration. And then there was some people that were really excited about maybe Sterling Shepard, maybe bringing in somebody that could help play in the slot, play in the outside. I like Shepard, I, I remember. Yeah, I, I just yeah. think once once Emmanuel Agba was off the board, once Paxton Lynch was off the board, Cowboys kind of got wiped out a little bit. They just didn't have anybody that had a super high grade left other than, than Jalen Smith. And it's not like there isn't precedent for the second round pick. I mean, Sean Lee is they, the injured second rounder is a tale as old as time, as the song goes. So uh, for the Cowboys, so yeah, it 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 did make some sense, kind of historically, 
sure. know, draft tendency wise. Uh, I want to talk about the Cowboys third round pick Malik Collins, who I think was actually a much better third round pick than he's given credit for Malik Collins uh, was a starting defensive lineman for the Cowboys for 55 games, played 61 total games for them. Uh, he has since played 15 games. Uh, he started 15 games for the Texans, 11 for the Raiders, 81 starts at defensive tackle since being drafted in 2016. I know the sack totals were a little bit disappointing in Dallas, and we were always waiting for that one year where he, where he would finally break out. But just a very solid starting defensive tackle that they got in the uh, in the 60s. Yeah, this was a good pick. I mean, this. <laughs> I mean, you, you got a starting level defensive tackle for – I mean, what seven? Uh, what is it? Six years now? Six years? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think he, considering the fact, you know, as much as we wanted more from Malik Collins, nobody else was getting was doing much for the Cowboys no. you know, at the time. So he was basically doing whatever he was doing on his own inside. And so, yeah, I, I think Malik Collins, you know, really was a solid third round pick. You know, really, what you're looking for to a, a rotational defense tackle. Would you have liked? him to uh had more sacks uh, yes absolutely but sure. i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know he showed you such great promise in training camp at a different points and and it just never kind of felt like he got uh all that promise fulfilled i think a lot of the part of it too is kind of going back to the ogba situation right like malik collins came in as a very young player um and so he's I still think- tw- he's only 26 right now yeah and so like I, he's still kind of developing his his body still you know or i mean at, at that point not so much maybe now but you know so i i think him going into his last year of his contract being 23 years old or 24 years old like you know he was still kind of growing into it whilst being the focus of the middle of that defense uh, i thought he was a very very solid pick for the cowboys and, and i was a little upset when the cowboys let him go yeah, I I think he was a a guy that the old regime liked probably more than the new one did. But still, I mean, when you get that guy in the third round, that's a great pick. Like, I'm hoping that Tristan Hill in year four can be as good as Charles Tapper was in year one and two, right? Like, that's what you're hoping for. And Malik you know, Collins, you, get, you mean? Yeah, yeah, Malik Collins. I'm saying yeah. if, you, if Tristan Hill now can be what yeah, Malik Collins was Malik early Collins. in his career. I mean, they Cowboys drafted Tristan Hill higher, and he's been nowhere near as good as Malik Collins. So, again, that was a, a really, really good pick by the Cowboys front office, even though he wasn't here long-term for the Cowboys. Um, let's go through the day three picks. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming up with new flavors. Well, this time, Built has finally outdone themselves. If they come up with a new one called the Mud Ply. Mud pie flavor, excuse me. This is probably my favorite one right now. It's only 150 it's so calories. Good. I yeah. finally had it. It's so it, so good. It's, I really enjoyed it's, it. It's really good. 150 yeah. calories, 16 grams of sugar, uh, 16 grams of protein. Excuse me, 150 calories. Uh, they're sprinkled with little cookies and cream crumbles on top. Absolutely fantastic. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com to try the new mud pie bar with chocolate mousse, whipped cream, and cookies and cream crumble on top. Stop drooling and get to Mm. built.com right now. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's uh, let's fly through some of these day three picks for the Cowboys. Um, Charles Tapper didn't work out. His, he was a very athletic defensive end. He actually ran a 4-5, 940-yard dash at 271 pounds. Struggled with injuries, only played 37 snaps for the Cowboys in his entire career. He's who I'm worried Sam Williams will be if he doesn't hit a ceiling. That's fair. Uh, I, I think that I think that Sam Williams is a more uh, productive player in college. Yes, and, and that's and, the thing is I think the low end is Charles Tapper, right? Where you're just this freak athlete that's pretty raw, but. Just some of the, you, you take chances on these guys in the fourth round, right? Because sometimes I think it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think it's a, it's a good comparison too, because I mean it's another guy where you know you're you're moving techniques a little bit. Sam Williams is kind of a five tech, you know, moving a little bit more outside. And Tapper was actually as well, except he played in that those kind of frogs, oh, you know, four uh, frog so stance, four four point stance. It was so weird. And Tapper took a long time to try to get out of that and learn how to fire out low and. And, you know, that combined with all the injuries, which really set back his development, it, it just was too much for a guy that had really far a long way to go. You, you, you can't be a developmental project and be injured. It, it's just there's just not yes. enough time in the NFL for that to work. So that's ultimately what happened with Tapper. All right, let's uh, let's get to the rest of their picks. Uh, Dak Prescott, pretty good quarterback. I don't think you pretty guys good. know him right now. Moving on. Uh, yeah, moving on. Sixth round, Anthony Brown, cornerback. Uh, super athletic, smaller cornerback from Purdue, uh, who's only gone on to start 57 games for the Cowboys. I know there's a, a section of Cowboy fans out there that don't love him, uh, but I don't get it. This is a really good corner that you stole in the sixth round. I mean, again, like, honestly, like another one that if we're talking about holistically this draft, you got a start, a good starting level cornerback in the sixth round who has started for you these last few years, except for when he's been injured, when he's been healthy, he's been fantastic. Well, uh, it, can I just I, compare it to some of the other corners that were drafted in the first round? Please. Obviously Ramsey has been fantastic. Eli Apple went 10 Vernon Hargraves went 11. Artie Burns went 25th. He's been better than all of those guys combined. Oh, I mean w- like way better. Like you can combine all better. three of those guys and they wouldn't even come close to Anthony Brown's career. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Anthony Brown's, especially last year, like Anthony Brown had the, I mean, basically the equivalent of a Pro Bowl season last year mm-hmm. went unrecognized, and and I think that he's just, you know, has kind of shown you when he's healthy, he's one of the most reliable single coverage guys in the league, and and you got him in the sixth round, you know, you got him at pick 189. So like again, it, it goes to the fact that like. There is very little that you could have done outside of Anthony Brown and and and, and Dak Prescott that would have brought the val- overall value of this of this draft down because to get such incredible players to get a starting level corner and your starting cornerback, uh, you know, in in the in day three, like that's just crazy, man, and that's it's really fantastic value for the Cowboys. Yeah, pretty incredible. Um, it's been really good. The Cowboys gave him a second contract wisely. 
It's paying off. He's one of the better contracts right now in the NFL. Uh, and a good cheap contract too. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, next one, Kevon Frazier, who started uh, a couple games for the Cowboys, but was really more of a core special teamer. He played uh, like a million special team snaps for the Cowboys. Over the last couple of years, he's bounced around the NFL quite a bit. But you find a third, a fourth safety late on day three. That's exactly what you're hoping for with some of those late round picks. Cheers, Kayvon Frazier, man. Six, that's that's a great six-round pick for us. Mm-hmm. Got plenty of special team snaps. Got you got lots of use out of Kayvon Frazier. You know, look, was he was he a, was he a limited player? Yeah, he's a six-round safety that you drafted. But I think that he gave you so, some solid star, uh, starter snaps when he had to step in because of injury. And like and like you said, was a special teams demon. And you know, one of the best guys in the locker room you'll ever meet. Like off the field is like the the example of examples. I think yep. he's in Miami now, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, great pick by the Cowboys, and, and they got good value out of him. Yeah, two more. Um, Darius Jackson, who was like a legend in Dallas for like three weeks, but still in the NFL playing for the Texans. Uh, didn't necessarily work out for Dallas. He was there for a little bit on and off the roster. Um, but it's, it's a running back that's been able to stick around because of special team stuff. And then the whole reason we're doing the show today is talk about Rico Gathers, who oh, man. I don't know the last time you and I have had a Rico Gathers conversation, but... Man, I was so hopeful. I was so hopeful after his preseason and was it 2018 that this was going to be the next Jimmy Graham. Uh, didn't happen, but he is a successful rapper. So there you go. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Uh, kind of. Frankly, I mean, like the, Instagram successful. Yeah, I mean, ex-football player <laughs> rapper successful. Uh, you know, like the funny thing about it is Darius and Rico are very kind of very similar now that we're looking back, right? Because yes. And I say that as someone who was covering the Cowboys at this time, because if you remember, we could not stop getting emails about Darius Jackson and Rico Gathers constantly. Like, you know, why are you guys discounting days? Well, (laughs) uh, what was the deal about them? Like there was like a whole when he got traded, like the uproar. Well, that, that, that it was, happened, or when he got released, is that what it was? There was something. Well, with, what happened he, was when Zeke got suspended in 2017, and then the Cowboys cut him. I think right before the suspension happened, so there was okay. all this people That's that true. were upset that the Cowboys didn't hold on to him yeah. because what are you going to do now at running back now that Zeke's suspended? <laughs> There's no other running backs. Uh, the, the 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 cupboard's empty. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of. I just remember a lot of uh, of wasted words on Darius Jackson and Rico Gathers. For guys that ultimately, Darius Jackson is a much better football player than Rico Gathers. Let's put that out there. So, but, but yeah, a lot of talk about the guys that didn't ultimately have huge contributions to the Cowboys. Darius Jackson was an incredibly athletic running back who I thought had some skill to him, didn't quite ever really pan out to him. He dealt with some on and off injury stuff. He bounced around a little bit across the league. Rico Gathers was a guy who was a basketball player that they really took a flyer out. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem overly interested in being working hard enough to be an NFL football player, in my opinion. No. Um, was not very popular on the team while he was on the team because of his effort. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, you know he's probably in a, a, a more appropriate career at this point. Uh, all right, just to kind of finish up on this draft class, just to show you how good this class was in general, we are going into year seven, I believe, for these players. And of the Cowboys draft picks, four of them project to be day one starters, either for the Cowboys or another team. Ezekiel Elliott, Malik Collins, Dak Prescott, Anthony Brown. You still have Jalen Smith is on the Giants. You've got uh, Kayvon Frazier, who is on the, the uh, I believe this is the Dolphins now, Darius Jackson with the Texans. 
I mean, to basically have your entire draft class still in the NFL and contributing seven years later is pretty incredible. And that's why this draft gets, I'm going to give it an A, A plus. It gets an A plus. Yeah, I don't care I mean, that the value at number four wasn't as good. You find a franchise quarterback in the fourth round, you get an A plus for me. Yeah, it's it, you, you're certainly arguing semantics at this point with who got drafted at, at, at four. You, if you want to say Jalen Ramsey, if you want to say Ezekiel Elliott, the actual correct answer is Dak Prescott. Like the actual who who should you have actually taken at four Dak, with yes. the benefit of hindsight? The answer is Dak Prescott. Like so, he wouldn't have been there in hindsight. And guess right? what? And guess what? You got him. So it, yeah. it, this is a a plus draft. You, you know. So I, I think uh, yeah. what bothers Cowboy fans, including myself, is that it was lining up for you to have the potential to have one of the greatest draft class ever. Like just imagine for a second that the Cowboys drafted and it could have been very likely you draft Jalen Ramsey, you draft Derrick Henry in the second round to fill your running back need. And then you get Dak Prescott. You theoretically could have drafted three all pros in the same draft without having to, to do too much stretching. I will add one more thing though, just to kind of keep our own selves in check. The correct answer we all can see now with hindsight would have been to draft uh, Dak Prescott at four. Can we go back in time real quick, Marcus, and, and pretend if we had a, a show after the draft in which the Cowboys that currently had a healthy Tony Romo on their team drafted Dak Prescott at number four and exactly what that the, the post-draft <laughs> show would have would have would have looked like <laughs> if we had taken questions? Like, can you imagine the uproar and the anger that, that we would have heard from Cowboys fans yeah. if that was the case? I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is that not only is it a crapshoot at the time, but even our evaluations as fans after the draft and even a year after the draft are often wrong, are often incorrect because these these people are people and they develop and, and, and jump take jumps and leaps in ways that we don't understand uh, so I guess what, what I'm getting at is my opinion on this draft has changed so much over these last yeah. six or seven years. And and I imagine that as we go through these classes and, and we are going to continue to go through these classes uh, over the next few days and weeks uh, up until this recent class, as we get closer and closer, let's all remember that our opinions on these players and where their trajectories are in their career, they change year to year. Uh, mm. And especially as you start to go back multiple years it's it's easy to forget how you felt at the time about the situation and, and kind of lose that important context. I agree. Still, absolutely amazing draft class for the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, absolutely, just really good. This is one of the best ones that they've had, maybe ever. ever. Uh, when you get ever. that many Pro Bowlers in one draft, so uh, that is it for today's show. Uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places where you get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys on Twitter. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. See you guys next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.